0: Today is a great day for yeah. car wash.
1: Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is The Car Wash on the SL podcast.
0: Good
1: day and welcome to The Car Wash. This is episode number 54. On today's show, how can Kaiser Chiefs save their season? PSL refs roasted again, and we pay tribute to Annelen Gonga. I am your host, Slew Paho. Whether you're listening to us on uh, the SL Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikang 96.7 FM, welcome to the show. I am joined in studio by former IX Cape Town and Sundowns goalie, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing, Sean?
0: I'm good. Thanks, Slew Dog.
1: And. We are joined virtually by former Sundowns and Pirates midfielder, Mr. Teko Seteko, Teko, sir, how are you doing? I'm easy, Chief. How are you? All good. All good. And from that, we go straight into the worst comedian on the planet Earth, Mr. Sean Roberts.
0: <laughs> what you got for us this week? I like this one. Right. I got hit in the head with a can of Diet Coke today. Don't worry, I'm not hurt. It was a soft drink. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, Lord. Why do we do this? Why do we every week? Every week.
0: So Sean, it took you a week to come up with that. Bro, I've been so excited. You have no idea.
2: Oh my goodness. So
1: excited. You know, the only thing worse than that joke, I think, is Chief's performance in in last night's derby. Here we go again. Listen, all right. Okay, look, another disappointment for Gavin Hans Kaiser Chiefs side as they lose to neighbors Morocco Swallows 1-0. I think I was being a little bit harsh, you know. They weren't doing too badly. They just kind of switched off in that second half, allowing Morocco Swallows to earn that 1-0 win thanks to an 86th minute goal from uh, Joseph Mshlongos. So when you watch Amakosi play, what do you think are the weak links in that side, Sean?
0: Man, it the final third for me last night, it was it was so it's interesting. Like We've spoken about this before at length. I think Castro, Biliot, it's working. Like, it's working. You could see the one-twos last night. You could see what was happening. And every time Castro gets the ball, you just know Biliot's not too far away. But then that's it. There's just nothing else. And that's the problem. And just a quick one off the top of my head. So, so Fiesel Clancy played for Swallows last night. Yeah. But he's on loan from Chiefs. No, no, no.
1: He's There's no affiliation with Chiefs. He was just training with Chiefs while they were waiting for the thing. But he's he's a Swallows player
2: now.
0: Ah, okay. I thought he signed a pre-contracted
1: Chiefs for next season. He he's not allowed to, he can't. Um so so he's he's now a Swallows player. Okay. Um which okay. it works out for him because he was training with Chiefs in Soweto and then he just moves across the road, you know? So <laughs> to the most
0: successful uh, team in Soweto, right? Swallows at the moment. At, at
1: the moment. At Four the moment. games in Swallows are that team in Soweto. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I mean again, but um Where's it going wrong? Um, I don't know. i see seen the Ladooma this morning. They're talking about uh, Gavin Hunt's sort of uh, change room tactics, how aggressive he is with the players. But we know that's who Gavin is and, and is that going to lose him in the changing room? Time will tell. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's... They're not playing too badly, are they? But to concede goals like they're conceding obviously is not okay and to not be scoring goals is beyond... Do, do you know what I mean? So it's just as I said, I think Billiards is we're seeing something in Billiard this season we haven't seen in last season. Castro now has got another two year deal. He's he's solidified his place. He's happy, his family's happy in Joburg. He's playing very, very well. Um, he scored a couple last week. And he it's just now just just, just getting that billiard castro uh, formation correct. And, and 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 it'll come.
1: Okay. Quick question before we swing it to Deco, Nurkovic, does he make an immediate difference when he comes back in this lineup?
0: He will, and I, but, but I, I still think he's a long way away. I think we're not hearing the full story. I think he's at least another three months away. That's my opinion, and I could be horribly wrong, but uh, which I, <laughs> which I usually am. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can see how much is missed. Yeah, for you, sure. you you really do. So to answer your question, yes, he will make an immediate effect.
1: Deco, what do you see going wrong in this Chiefs lineup?
2: Where do you start? Where do you start, Chief? Um, slow. look, um, I think there's too many things that are very confusing and very challenging at the same time. And um, because now here's one team that is trying to get points, trying to get results. And is the reality is there's not enough good players to actually be able to do that and compete this year, especially with everybody being beefed up uh, their squads, right? That's the reality of the team. And you try to use what you have. And um, when, and then once you've done that, then, then you realize that, Asa, hey, you know, what I actually have, uh, um, it's actually not good enough and there's nothing that I can do about it. I think those are the biggest challenges that KZ Chiefs has. They do have the players, but they don't have enough to actually change things around. And now it's tough. And when it's tough like this, now that's when you start seeing fans singing out uh, certain individuals to help the team. What else? It's everybody's responsibility. Once you wear that jersey, everybody should be responsible to help the team out. And I think right now, when when things are not good, going well, this is, um, maybe we might even try to look at Nukovic. Is Nukovic, what, if he was here, would he make a difference? Yes, looking at the form that he had last season, yes. But also looking at how the team was playing last season is different to now. Nukovic brought in this different dimension that the Chiefs didn't have for such a long time. Maybe until when Polenzania was still playing there. But now they do have Castro, they need to be playing differently. And it's very difficult. They are a team that's trying to put crosses in, they don't have good crosses of the ball. They're a team that wants to use aerial strength. They've got one player that is good in the air, which is mm. Castro. Like it's very difficult to actually identify when she has been, to actually look at them and see what is it exactly that they're trying to do. Because now, now they start relying also on individual brilliances. But that's when you want to see your camera coming through, your castro combination. But like Sean has said, after those two. There's nothing else. You're looking at Zulu coming in, have to sprint and for 200 meters to come in across the ball mm-hmm. because of the demands of the system that is there. On the other side, moleko also, especially yesterday's game, you saw that in the first half when moleko was very aggressive as well. That's why they look dangerous when they're aggressive in the fullbacks. But other than that, defensively there's still an issue. Mm-hmm. They switched off. With 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 Rama, with with Kados. I don't think they've they've found the right combination as yet because of the injuries and all that type of stuff. But defensively, there's still a problem because look, look Kezi Chiefs, with Katanda in the team, Kezi is playing six at the back. You want, So they're playing six at the back, which means there's not enough creativity on the pitch. And, and at that, also, you can't blame the coach because, hey, if we're conceding every game. Yeah, and, and on that note... You know, scoring, we're conceding as well. And on that note, <laughs> so, you know, in
1: the in the CS special, they said uh, Gavin Hunter will be given some leniency with, uh, when it comes to this season, especially with the transfer ban. But even so, you know, Gavin... Uh, at Supersport, of course, he, he was he was kind of a, a quick-fire started winning trophies. But with, with Vitz it took him years before that league title. So, yeah. you know, it's not all going to be on his shoulders. But do you think that there's anything he can do do differently this season?
2: I think this is a, the only thing that he, he can do, but I'm not sure whether he will do it differently, is actually to try and see who will actually try uh be there next season, where the players that he actually will try and work with next season. And also trying to motivate the guys to be in a respectable position because because of the, the magnitude of the team. And also governor is a winner, irrespective of what the situation is around him. He wants to win still. You know, and I think this is one of his toughest challenges in his career. Where he can't buy players, he needs to use what he has, and now he needs to, um, I don't know, because he believes in a certain system. He always used the same system wherever he goes, and he's been successful. Now, at case chief, that system is not working out, because he doesn't have the players to actually complement that system, so I think now it's, it's actually a period where it's actually testing him as a coach. He's he's his tactics, you know, his methods. So now he needs to do new things that he actually don't do because he brings the players to actually complement that. So I think this is, not only is it going to be tough for the players, it's just for for the, for the coach that he has won so many times and and build the team from the ground up. But also is, I think if KZ Chiefs are being patient and and, and they have got a five-year plan with the coach and they they share the same vision, I think KZ Chiefs next season, uh, from next season or even after Governor Hunt, you know, it will stop having players that are not worth playing for KZ Chiefs. Because I've always felt that there's so many players that are playing in these big teams that aren't even worth playing there. You don't even know who signed them. You know, and I think there's a lot of gaps between KZ Chiefs now. Now you can actually see who is capable of helping the team and who's capable of wearing these colours. Look now, look, like, this, the Ngobo boy is very talented. Very, very, very talented. But for the fact that governor is trusting, this boy has played every game. For the fact that that boy is playing every game it, it, it actually shows you that guys this is what i have and, and and even though sometimes you can see the inexperience from the boy yes the talent is you can see the inexperience from the boy he loses the ball too much you know the the there's so many things that are small but the, that he can fix he's still young you'll learn but for the fact that you know K's achieves being case chief started using so many young players it shows you guys there's nothing that i have and even what i have they can't adjust to what the demands are of the game. So, Kaiser Chiefs, I think now, they are in in that position where they need to um, go through the whole season wearing a bandage and feeling that pain. And whatever that they're going through, they need to be prepared for next season. This is just, for them, it's just the pre-season that they need to prepare for next season.
0: This season, they won't do anything. So, take a quick question. If you were Kansas Chiefs, you look at uh, players like Katsanda, you look at players like Parker, um, yeah. in their final year of their contracts, do you and, and you know, as you know um, you 've been in that position where right i 've got six months yeah. left I, I need a new contract as kaiser chiefs do you do you keep players like that on board and in order mainly to keep the the dressing room happy because this is of you know you can 't lose the dressing room now um, yeah. do, do you keep these players? do you offer them another year now, or do you wait again till the end of the season and see where everything is because it's a it 's a catch for you too isn 't it?
2: yeah yeah. for me is if if, if i'm part of the team and i'm making those type of decisions i'll wait until the end of the year because the thing is now you're dealing with guys that have been there for so long that knows the dna and the culture of the team right and it's 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 definite that next season there's going to be new players probably there might be a new team altogether so now if if we do extend those contracts and but the conversation will be guys You're not going to play every game. You're not going to play every week. But I need you to play a different role this time. I need you to make sure that these boys, people that are coming in within this team, they understand their roles. They understand where to go because you guys have been here for more than 10 years. I think that's the role that we need to play because the the reality is, guys, if we look at the stats, we look at the position, we look at how they play, if they don't take those type of roles, you end up being in a smaller team next season that the chances are even in that smaller team, you might not even play. Yeah. So it's 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 very difficult and it's very tough for being a Kesha Chips player this season. Like that relationship is is toxic. It's very difficult.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a, a very long and trying season for them. Hey. They have to they have to wait it out and see how, uh, how it goes and uh from there w- we move into pole position.
0: Pole position.
1: Okay. <laughs> The position is where we ask a question on Facebook to the listeners and readers. And uh, this week we asked, should the PSL introduce pitch side VAR monitors for the referees? And here's what you had to say.
2: The standard of officiating this past weekend was absolutely poor. I think it's about time the Premier Soccer League introduces the VAR to make the refereeing job much easier. Those referees are not professional. PSL must do something with those referees. They're getting full salaries for their jobs. In South Africa, even if you can introduce the VAR, Mina in the there's nothing will solve this matter. I don't think the VAR is going to solve any problem.
1: And there you have it. Uh, You know, after this past weekend of football, refs were criticized again. uh, And you can hear that the polls are split. Some say that we need those uh, uh, pitch side VAR monitors for the refs. Others say that VAR won't change anything. Now, the VAR booth that they have in Europe is perhaps too much too soon for the PSL. But that little monitor on the side of the pitch, personally, I feel like the league would benefit just so that the ref can have a double check. Now, um, you know, one thing every fan does agree on is that the officiating has been poor again. <laughs> so, my question to you guys, uh, before I asked, you know, we have discussed VAR on the show before, but my question is, do you think that the poor officiating is the nature of the game, or do you think that PSL referees have been particularly poor?
0: It's, it's, you know, what I think maybe to answer this in a roundabout way, the, the PSL now need to, you know, how serious do they want to take this league? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Was it, was it Ricalla's goal that was called offside? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah,
1: it was amazing that goal. and they Where it, he was
0: like five yards onside. Yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Like it, it, but it doesn't seem to improve. So it just gets you thinking like, are, are the are they doing anything with these refs outside of outside of uh, what we see? Are they being trained? Are they being um, educated on the rules? It's so basic some of the stuff. Yeah. So how serious does a PSL want to take this league? I mean, it, it's up to them. For me, hundred percent. Have a monitor on the side of the ro- on the side of the road on the side of the field. It's going to take forty five seconds. Whatever the ref gets a, another opinion. He can put his hand up and say, Oh no, I'm sorry, I apologize. All guys, yes. Offside, no penalty, whatever. But it's just something has to change because there's a lot of money at stake here.
1: Yeah, because the confusing thing about that Rakale goal is that the linesman was in line with the last defender. Right. Like he was right there. And so it, it, it's not as if his angle set him off. And then the, the, the commentators tried to make it seem like, oh, maybe the second play, maybe when Rakale hit the shot, the one player might have obscured but you can see clearly that that's not the case so i don't know deco, I, I watched that back like 10 times and i'm just like and we're robbed of a f- beautiful goal now. oh
0: man proper um, proper
1: so, so i don't know deco do you think that this is this is do you think that this is something that's evident because there is criticism in european leagues as well do you think that it's the nature of the game
2: look for us South Africans, I think I think this is an issue that we've been dealing with, or issue that we've been complaining about for so many years. And 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 even if maybe we do invest, uh, the PSL does invest in this um, monitors on the side. You know what that does? It'll force the referees to be accountable for any decision that they make. You know, and, and the referees in South Africa, we know they don't do that. Like they 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 fk up again. And smile about it, mm, and move mm, on, mm, and, and and go in and, and officiate oh. another game two days down the line, and and I've always said that I can't I can't as a player or as a coach I can't train my team or train the whole week and prepare and put in hours and hours of other video analysis and all that type of stuff only to play over the weekend and the referee really decide where the match goes. Like it's 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 for me it's 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 a problem when the referee becomes a center of attraction. What else we want to see the game? And 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 if honestly, it's okay. We understand that now maybe the money's been put in, but I've never seen. Um, um a structure where they're saying you know they're trying to recruit referees the younger ones so that they can keep up with the game the younger ones the upcoming ones so that we can see that you know there's, cause this because this referees me brother they, they, during the during the day the referees uh, at night they're part-time bouncers at some way they so they want to try and make more money and 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 also look at look at how small the numbers are so they, they're working back to back. So sometimes they're getting tired. These, these are human beings. They're getting tired. They're making silly mistakes. Dude, in South Africa, when you are free, you're offside. It doesn't matter where you are. Mm. In South Africa, when you are free, it's offside. In Europe, the rule of handball changes every game, depending on who you're playing against. So now this is this is this this pandemic is also worsened the referees. But in South Africa, I think we need to start by... By by giving um, by allowing these referees to be accountable, I've always said that if coaches can have a post match, I think the referee can give us a post match on Monday. That would be
1: that would be a whole lot of fun, man. I, I would love I would love to see them try and explain themselves. They should have oh. a TV right there and point out the mistakes. That would be hilarious.
0: The, it's it's weird, and even even this guy, I forget his name. Turko, you'll know who comes onto super sports sometimes and does the show. Yeah, it's oh, yes. But sometimes he's wrong. Even I mean yeah. actually a lot of the time he's wrong when he comes on. And I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm 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 all for people making mistakes. Like seriously, yeah. on the field the referee's gonna make mistakes, players make mistakes. Of course. But but the course. mistakes that are being made by the referees is just like so amateur, it's just ridiculous. Yeah,
2: and we and, keep and sh- and over. Sean, what I, what I also don't like is these referees are getting so much stick, and none of the representatives are coming out and and try to water this thing yeah. down. You know, they deal, deal with this thing like, okay, guys, we understand we're having these issues. We try to like give us something because there's so much, there was so much money being invested in this. There's so much, there's so much going on. There's so many players do it. We don't want to switch on the TV and then you become man of the match. We we're not there for you. We're there to watch the games. We're there to watch the players. No. And as much as you are saying that we understand that they're making mistakes, but I think there's a lot that needs to be improved. But it just said before the fact that there's no transparency between the league and the, and 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 the referees and Safa. Uh, you can see you can see now what's what is happening and 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 it's sad that's why we always have one referee in big tournaments in every five years yeah yeah that is true and 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 at that time we were one of the biggest leagues in the continent but we've got one referee in all those big tournaments every five years it's it's it, it tells you yeah there's something wrong. we gotta we gotta there's something we well. gotta
1: make some vast improvements and changes there and from there Damn. we move on to the international news desk International News Desk. We usually have a guy by the name of Kurt Buckerfield, but it is his birthday week. Happy birthday, Kurt. Happy
0: birthday, Kurt.
1: Uh, and so, in his place, we have international editor at Soccer La Duma, <laughs> Mr. David Capel. David, how are you doing?
3: I'm good, Slow. How are you, gentlemen? Big D. Yeah. Ah, Dave Chappelle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are all good. We are all good. So, our first story of the day. Uh, so, we have Erling Haaland. Uh, winner of the Golden Boy Award uh, and he followed up the Golden Boy win with four goals in the Bundesliga, Uh. uh, another two in the Champions League. Mm. He's having a killer one. But Dave, I know that you have a controversial opinion. You think that the Golden Boy should have went to another young talent. Who do you think uh, uh, deserved it more, shall we say?
3: Looks slow. um, I mean, it's really difficult this year. Haaland, obviously, he's a machine, you know, he's scoring goals. At a rate that uh, not even Ronaldo Messi did when they were his age. You know, he's incredible. Um, but I believe if you look at last season and particularly the latter stages of the Champions League, you know, there was one player that, you know, came to mind that shot the light out for me, and that was Alfonso Davis. You know the Bayern Munich mm. left back. Yeah, um, yeah. I I remember how he was tearing Chelsea's defense apart in the Champions League. How he was running against Barcelona. You know, um, yeah. he didn't even start in the beginning of the season for Bayern Munich, and then in the end, people compared him to, you know, the best left back in the game. You know, he's just uh, yeah. 19 years young, and, and uh, you know he was such an important pillar in this Bayern Munich side when they won the Champions League. So I think uh, you know he can feel hard done by. By losing out
1: to Haaland. Hmm. Do you think that there is a bias towards attacking players and, and that he didn't win? But, uh, maybe because he's a, a more defensive, even though he's an attack-minded left-back, do you think that maybe Haaland had a little bit of bias there?
3: Look, so we know, you know, when, when these awards come around, the Ballon d'Or, you know, the FIFA awards, those uh, Golden Boy and etc, It's always feels like it's uh, a little bit biased towards attacking players, you know, I remember the one year when Neuer had an outstanding year and won the World Cup with Germany, but he didn't win any of the individual awards. You know, there's always this debate about defenders, goalkeepers um, getting less attention because, you know, Haaland, he scored, like I said, he scored four on the weekend, he scored two yesterday. So it's easy, you know, to write the headlines for him while it's a bit more difficult for for an Alphonso Davis, you know, to, to be in the news all the time. But I just think, you know, he had such an incredible season.
1: Sean, what what would you think? I mean, uh, I, I'd love to get your guys' opinions here. Who would you take in your team? Uh, would you go for a Holland or, or a Davis?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's obviously you, you know you, you'd go for a Holland because he's going to get you the goals, which takes the pressure off the back. Do you know what I mean? So, and you know, I I, I do agree. It's it's there's a lot of bias towards um, the strike, the strikers, and the striking force, and that shows in the contracts that they get. You don't get a left back earning. 300,000 pounds a week. It just doesn't happen. So, um, and, and you can agree with that. You can disagree with that. You, you don't get goalkeepers earning that. So it's, uh, it just shows that's why, that's why it is the way it is. And usually the, the big trophies and the big names go to the strikers. It, it You know, it, it's not going to change.
1: Yeah. Teko, you sounded like you agreed with that, that Davies maybe deserved it.
2: No, from a football perspective, <laughs> I think he deserves it. Um, because, look, man, it's it's very difficult to... to Especially in... Um, 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 and nowadays, you know, you always meet with tricky wingers, speedy wingers. The game's about pace, pace, pace nowadays. And for, for you to be outstanding in the Champions League, and not only even in the domestic league as a left back, and to be contributing so much, you know, to be running that type of distance. And from nowhere, it's not like we you know, From nowhere and become that solidified as uh, a left back, and this is a position that you know that people struggle at. You don't have too many good left backs or right backs for that matter. So, but for me, it's like if you if you look at it from a football perspective, yes, you'd say that. But also, what brings in the sponsors, what brings in the money what brings the limelight is the goals yeah, so yeah. it's easy to choose from the person that actually bangs in the goal irrespective of how he bangs the goals I even mean, if he score with a knee a hip it doesn't matter at the end of the day the score line says something else so it's easy to go for that and like going for a person that actually contributes so much doing so much because Holland, if you can probably look at uh, maybe Highland stats and you compare them with uh, with with all the people that was competing with they're very different of course there's different demands in different positions but but you look at who puts in more work, but it's easy for him to bang in those goals. He's got the height, he's got the speed, he's got the right team. And uh, like Sean said, I think it's easier to select uh, from uh, from a goal from a goal scorer point of view than a defender or a goalkeeper, like David has said. Yeah. Uh,
1: moving on, we've got uh, news that Pep Guardiola has signed an extension with Manchester City. <laughs> Uh, that'll, for what? <laughs> that, that'll see him stay there until 2023. Now, the interesting thing that everybody immediately um, started talking about on Twitter is, what does this mean for Messi's future? Because he was, of course, linked with Man City. He has the connection with Pep. Uh, and he's not, ex- he's not signed an extension with Barcelona yet. Uh, David, what do you make of this? Do you think that it opens the door for Messi? Or do you think we're reading too much into Pep's extension?
3: Um, it's a bit of both worlds. I think you know um, it definitely opens the door for Messi. You know um, he has not committed to Barcelona and he will wait until they have sorted out their presidential issues. Um, I think Pep and Messi are definitely talking with each other. Um, Messi said in the summer transfer window he wanted to leave and City were the club that was closest mentioned. You know. Apparently they're putting a, a ten-year plan together. How you can first play for City, then move to their sister side, uh, New York City in the MLS. So it's a you know it's an exciting proposal. I think also Messi. Um, you know it feels like City have a great team, but you know they miss that superstar, that that one player that can you know bring them the Champions League. Because Pep has tried now for for several years with them. Has um, spent over. One billion euros, I think, you know, but he's failing in the Champions League. <laughs> so I think Pep wants that trophy. Messi has said he wants that trophy again. If he can't win it with Barcelona, he may try it with Manchester City.
1: Interesting stuff. I mean, uh, you know, where Messi stands over here, uh, but uh, I heard I heard that uh, <laughs> that reaction there, Turco. What do you make of Pep's extension? A
2: ditch. There's. Look um You look at uh, Manchester City last season or even the season before, and look at them now, right? You look at the identity and how they play, not the players that came in and the philosophy, but it's just that the the demeanor of the players and how they play. Now the responsibility has been given to to De Bruyne as a leader of the team to carry the team. He was fantastic last season, but you must understand who is. I think the Brainer plays better when somebody else is leading the team. Like when David Silva was there, your company were always there, so the, so the Brainer was free to do all these things without the pressure of carrying the team. Mm. Lately now you see Sterling carrying the arm belt. You can see that Pep is looking for that leader to carry the team and, and that affects so many players uh, play. Sterling now is no longer scoring the goals that he used to score. You see, the brain is not making those assists. The team is just not jetting enough because of does this there's that imbalance of leadership within the team. And for that, for me, and I blame that for that, you know, because of because because he knew that uh, David Silva was going, and uh, and there is um, other players that he should have maybe. Um, I don't know. Put them in that position to 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 take leadership when he leaves. But I think to take that responsibility and give it to those players, I think he can tell that it's killing the game. Not everybody should be wearing an eyeball, no matter how good you are. And for me to sign that extension, I think it's just to say to Messi, look, I'll stay here if you promise to come. But I don't think he's interested in the squad that is that that he has right now because it's horrible, dude. Like we, like it's so bad. Like it it. It's, it's like this other team that uh, that has a village here in South Africa. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible to watch. Like it's painful it to watch. Sean, Sean, hey, who are you talking fan? about, Teco? <laughs> I'm thinking about the takes a village.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're a City fan yourself. I mean, this season, I mean you guys are sitting in thirteenth. It's it's not looking great.
0: Nothing um, wrong with that slew, hey? The <laughs> <laughs> comeback kings. Um, will Messi go? I mean, it would be amazing for the Premier League if he does play in the Premier League. Um, and like Teco was saying, I think there's more to meet the eye in terms of, uh, or David was saying, in terms of uh, Messi coming to City, but being being part of the City group worldwide and and what that does for the City group. So, of course, it's a it's a business move for City, but. Um, something exciting for the Premier League if it does and I remember Kurt was no way this will never happen yeah. never happen <laughs> but I've got yeah. a feeling it will
1: yeah. it's, it's going to be an interesting one we'll, we'll, we'll keep track of the story it, it, if it happens it'll be the biggest move I think in football history Hans Damn. Hans. Um, even if he goes on a free the, the amount of money that he'd have to be paid it'll be the biggest move by far 100% um, yeah. but from there real quick uh, Dave you've got some breaking news today what's that?
3: Yeah, I mean, the FIFA just announced the shortlist, you know, for their FIFA awards, which take place in December. And, uh, yours truly, Hong Kong Kekana, you know, he's uh, nominated for the Puskas Award once more for his brilliant, uh, goal against Cape Town City. Remember that, guys? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I would have PSL saved
1: goal of the season, by the way. I would have saved it. That thing bounced off both posts, Sean. I would have held it. That thing was a rocket, yo. Jeez,
0: okay. Well, brilliant, eh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, congratulations to Klompo. That's a huge one. Does that mean he goes to the awards or...? Well, I don't know if they're gonna host a ceremony. Nah, the one, the one, yeah. Okay.
2: The visual, man. yeah, yeah,
1: v- visual. virtual vibes, but but I think Computer. he has a good shot. Yeah. Computer. But after they after they after they robbed Oscarine of his goalkeeping bicycle kick, oh, I don't know if they'll man. give it to Clampo, but oh. ah, but Chief, that guy was robbed in South Africa first. Yeah, he was. <laughs>
2: yeah. So please, let's <laughs> not even go into that because that that one.
1: But yeah, I think I think uh the tweet is on kickoff's um uh Twitter account. So if you haven't seen the goal, go and check it out. It's an incredible finish. But from there we move on. So thank you very much, international editor soccer laduma, David Capel. Thank you very much for standing in for Kurt this week, man.
2: Nice talking to you, James. Have a great day. Thanks, David. Cheers, bye. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Thanks, David. All right, up
1: Up next, we of course have the news that Marisburg United have decided, uh, decided to part ways with Eric Tinkler. Mm. And so we ask, where did it all go wrong? The team of choice, uh, they finished seventh last season. They lost their star goalkeeper in Richard Ofori, to Orlando Pirates. Um, and of course, you know, they've lost four this season. They sit bottom of the table. Uh, boss, the Marisburg boss Farouk uh, Kododia stated the results were not forthcoming and therefore the board decided to part ways with Eric and so do you think that the decision is fair?
0: Is it fair? Of course it's not fair Is it the right decision? Probably not I still think he deserved a lot more from what he accomplished last season for sure um, Losing Richard Ofori is like losing Sean Roberts, you know, it's massive <laughs> 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 it's huge, no, I mean it's uh, that is your core. I mean it's uh, Alex Ferguson said it best he says if you've got a world- class keeper he's going to get you between 13 and 15 points a season. They don't have that at the moment. Um, and that's not up to Eric Tinkler to decide. that's up to the board to decide and make some money. So um, I don't think it's the right decision. I don't think it's fair. I think he should have been given till at least January to be honest. Um, he's a he's a very good uh, tactical coach I think what he's accomplished there is very very good with a very average team to be honest um, and yes results haven't gone his way and that just shows you the PSL man I mean these coaches are now just part of that little circle now it's just part of the next where does it go next and next and next and next and it's just it's a bit obvious to watch it's a bit boring to see but uh, I do feel for Eric I've played under him adverts. Um he did not deserve that so uh, that, I hope that answers your question.
1: Yeah. And, and the way that I'll pass it on to Deco is with these new reports that are emerging that one Ernst Middendorp could be in line <laughs> for a sensational return to Meritzberg United after his very short-lived stint in Ethiopia. Um, so what do you think of Ernst? Do you think that he's the right man to turn Meritzberg's fortunes around, Deco?
2: I wouldn't be surprised. The guy loves South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> He just want to be here all the time. He loves time. the car wash too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves you, <laughs> Um ah, Look, man, this... It, it, it gets to show you um, the, um, that most of the teams are still stuck in doing um, things that they used to do in the past. And uh, they don't want to let go. They don't want to do new things. They don't want to try they don't want to advance, you know? Um, look, um, Mourinho has coached uh Mary's Beck, I think twice already. So if he comes now, maybe it's for the third time. And I don't know what is it that they trying to see or that, that they try him to do in the team that Eric hasn't even done, right? And secondly, I think the decision to let Eric go was done when when Darren Buckley was brought in and Fernandez. I think then. For me personally, that's how I looked at it. Because he, here's two, three years ago when they were fighting relegation, they brought in Eric. Eric worked. They, they came out of relegation, played all the savagas. They came back. They became a formidable team. Everybody was speaking about how Murray's big. They play, how good they are. They went into the final as well, mm-hmm. right? And remember, they went to the final against two. You know, they played the final against the team that won the treble. So it wasn't easy. So now, so now come new season. New season is, what's the plan? Last season the plan was okay, guys. We just you know come out of relegation. Let's let's survive. Let's let's get to the respectable position. Finally, they get into top eight. So what's the plan this season? Because now by bringing by 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 doing all those moves in the first two games, I knew exactly what was going to come. We can see when 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 the spirit of the team is low because the players aren't stupid. They can see what happens in the in the um, uh, at the board meetings that affects the training sessions. You can see the coach the domain of the coach, the post-match of the coach. This is not the same Eric that he, he was, you know? And, and also, what affects, I think, what, what what's the biggest effect of Marisbeck, I think it's the spirit of the team. I think that team, like Sean said, it was an average team, but the spirit of the team was amazing. You could see the way they play. You could see the way they do things. It's just the camaraderie of the team was great. And now that the camaraderie is gone, I don't care who's going to come there. I think that's, that'll take a long time because I think so many, so many team owners are still doing the same thing. I just want to say also the say uh, this Sean that there's so many coaches, there's so many great coaches in the country that are being used like condoms. <laughs> so as players. Headline.
0: That's that's the no, no, head, no, no, headline. headline. No, take and condoms. Player play. Take <laughs> coaches and condoms. But like so take <laughs> <or> just, <laughs> I just realized it's the team of choice. Yay! Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Three dogs back. <laughs> He's back. But so Teco, do you think um it was the right decision to fire Eric Tinkler?
2: It, it depends Sean, it depends on what the strategy was. What was the plan in the beginning of the season? Yeah. Because here, here's what I'm saying. Here's a guy that you know exactly took you from where you were. And and Mary's back now, after from last season, every game that they played at home, it was live on TV. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see Marisbeck. Eric made sure that Marisberg becomes the brand that it was. Not that it wasn't the brand that it was, but for TV, yeah. it's very difficult for a smaller team to be showed every game that they played. Marysbeck was, mm. right? And then now, because it was a very interesting team and, and the way they were playing. And, 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 and from that, you can see, if, if Marisberg was trying to improve the technical team, improve the technical team, right? Yeah. They would have brought people with with experience.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of clubs don't so do that, if, hey, They just want to improve exactly. the team, so they, and not they, the technical were, side. Of ex-
2: it. Exactly. So they were not improving the technical team. They were sending a message that listen, we 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 can take risk with these guys if don't, if, if things are not going well. I've got nothing against Daron Buckley. I've got nothing. They they've got nothing to do with with Eric getting fired. But I'm just saying that with Eric getting fired at this time, I think it was. For for Eric's sanity and for Eric's peace, it was the right decision, because at, 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 as a coach, you want to work in a place where people actually believe in your abilities and your and your goals, and you guys need to be on the same board as the team so that the message can be driven to the players. Yeah. If that is broken in between, as this
0: interference coach go,
2: don't sell your soul.
0: So t- where to now for uh, Eric?
2: Combrayti, <laughs> there's there's uh, there's very. In- I'll tell you something very interesting. Right? Every January, every January in the PSL, there's a team that is fighting for Tope that always looking for the coach.
0: Always. Always.
2: And Eric Eric at some point was in conversations of being one of the contenders to coach KZ Chiefs or one of the big teams. Yeah. So now I think there's another team that is very, very much so looking the situation, but I'm kidding. But I think Eric will have an opportunity. <laughs> 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 what is this? Like? Is he bar pilot or what? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, no I think I think in January, I think I think Eric needs to get some time out. I think um um he will find a team and I think with without what is it he has achieved at Maurice I don't think he'll coach another team that is fighting for relegation. I think with Aries caliber, with all the longevity that he's had within the game, he needs to start fighting for the league and he needs to coach the right team. Yeah. I think that's my opinion. From Marisbeck, he made he, he made a statement. We all know now how how great Kirk Eric is. Now let's see him uh, being in in, in in a big team again, like he was at Atlanta Pirates, like he was at Super Sport, sure. because he has learned so much from those mistakes that he's done. There.
1: And speaking of fighting for the league, let's get into some predictions. We're running short on time here, so let's speed through. Sorry, <laughs> no stress, no stress. So uh, this is actually last season. This would have been just a standard game for Pirates, but now I'm looking at the table. It's Pirates and then Barocca right Ooh. after them. <laughs> so Pirates <laughs> versus Barocca is an interesting fixture now. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game?
0: Um, it's a toughie, eh? This is a toughie. Pirates at home have to get three points. Pirates.
1: Pirates win. Teko, what are you thinking? Yeah. Pirates. All right. Did you, oh, let me ask you both: convincing win or 1-0, 2-1? This is a, this is a 2-1. This is a
0: 2-1. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not a convincing yeah, win. It's definitely not it's, convincing. It's going kind to of
2: be one of those. My, Pirates, Pirates <laughs> manage to score first. That's how the game might uh, difficult can be. But it's it's a Pirates victory, irrespective.
1: And then up next, we have Sundowns versus Stellenbosch. Um, now, Sundowns coming off of that insane game against Amazulu. Um, Seven-goal thriller. Seven-goal thriller. Uh, seven. They're still unbeaten, of course. Um, they have the opportunity to go top.
0: Um, what are you thinking for yeah, this match? Yeah, I think Stellenbosch coming off a win as well, I think. Um yeah, Sundance not convincing, but I think too strong for Stellenbosch, Bosch, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I would be very wary that conceding three goals is, is just not good enough against a team like Amazulu. No disrespect to Amazulu, but I do see a 3 uh, 1 win for Sundance.
2: go. Mm, okay. uh, an easy win for, for Sundance because I don't think um, Stelis has the resilience of the sh- like Amazulu has because Amazulu was very persistent, they kept on coming. And with Celis, I don't think they they do have that those battalions or players that are like that that keep them coming. Mm. So I think it's gonna be one of those not not easy games, but Mamil the scoreline will be different. Like maybe three one, four two or two so, zero. But Mamil Sundowns will be by two. And then
1: lastly we have Amazulu versus Cape Town City. Now Amazulu will probably I mean it was a tough loss for them to take against Sundowns, particularly I mean, scoring three against Sundowns. Yeah usually you think you're in a good spot but but yeah. it just didn't work out and then Cape Town City coming off of a 4-2 win over Blum Celtic if I'm not mistaken um, so it'll be a, it'll be an interesting one as well what are you thinking for this
0: one? Yeah, I think uh, both teams believe it or not I think Amazulu are still on a, a, a high in a way um, uh, again, you, you say you score three against the champions you think you should at least a draw but they obviously lost but um they are an improved team and they are getting better and better and the signings they are making um you know what they want to accomplish this season cape town city we know cape town city i'm going for a two-all draw
1: two-all draw deco what you
2: thinking yes it's me, but I,
0: yes i was going for a draw as well because i've
2: i've with with, with what i saw uh on amazon against like sundowns if they continue like that I see good things coming to that team. Mm. Uh, but with Cape Town City, the problem is they'll keep the ball like Sundowns did. And because of how resilient Amazulu are, I think they just need to go to, to to look at that game and apply the same thing that they applied against uh, Mamelodi Sundowns and try not to concede so many goals. But I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw like Sean has said. A
1: beautiful draw. <laughs> Should be an entertaining weekend of action. And sticking with Sundowns, they're set for contract talks with a few players. We don't have to dive into this too much. Mm. Um, Mabunda, Lafour, am uh, sorry, Arenze, uh, and Maslambi. Arrense,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> From Cuba,
1: uh, Arrense. <laughs> so they've all been linked with moves away from Sundowns. Um, you know, of course, Sundowns signed all of those players in the in, in this transfer window. There's only a few days left of this transfer window for these players to even find new teams. I'm particularly interested in Lafour because he's on a monster contract with Sundowns. I don't know how many PSL teams would be willing to, you know, match that. Uh, but do you think that all of them are, are looking, you know, for for the exit door right now?
0: No, I don't think either of them are. I don't think none of them are going to be looking for the exit door. I think Orange is 35. Uh, Lafour is not far away. Mabunda is uh, a decent player. I'm surprised to see that he's he's not hasn't been. Uh, what did Pizza say he's Mabunda is a um, he's a I'll, I'll think of the word now he, he's a guy that you want in your team at, at all costs um, not going to start every game but he's there he's one of the boys you know he's good in the chain room mm. um, LeFour big contracts of course no team's going to pay what he's on and I guarantee you probably no team's going to pay half of what he's on at Sundowns. So he's in a bit of a predicament. I think Sundowns owe Orensa another year because he's been there 10 seasons. Um, to see them talking of not even giving him another year is, is criminal, in, in my opinion. Uh, I think he deserves a lot more than that. Uh, he's been a great pro and he's a decent player um but lefour is going to struggle
1: Deco, what do you think do you think it's just a formality of, of signing the deal or, or do you think that there's something uh, going on behind the scenes there
2: no nah, i i think also what what um this is there's are new coaches they're looking at the players that they all use pito you look at pizza pizza used to use Aronson in games he selected games that he used to use my window was very important yeah in in, in in his games as well so Lafour, the problem is he's been injured for a long time, yeah. and even when he comes back, there's always issues. I think the person that will probably be looking at the door will be Lafour. I think because he hasn't been playing, and and, and like Ashona said, I think it will be difficult for any team to cough out whatever money that, that needs to be paid for Lafour to play because this is a guy that hasn't been playing regularly. I don't even know the last time we actually saw Lafour play two games in a, yeah. That has been years ago. So I think that's the guy that is in the difficult situation. And I think Mamdu Sundowns wouldn't business wise wouldn't make sense. But for, for Sugar, I think it it it's it's one of those things where it's important to have a player like that within the dressing room, but also the reality is how many players um, that plays the same position are in the team. And how many we might use and how many we might not use. But it's difficult because Sugar's a likable person.
0: Yeah.
2: It's difficult to to actually even Sugar when he's on the bench he's, he's he doesn't moan. Like Sugar's got the same mood. The she's <laughs> always food every day. It's hundred percent and it's very supportive. So it's very difficult to see him go uh on loan because because of other guys, he needs to make space for other guys. But I think uh, I, I don't think they'll get into that decision to let Sugar go. I think the sentimentals will come too. It will come forward and, and they'll make this, that decision based on how they feel about the guy. But as for Wayne, I mean, what Yolibu says, now they, they went for youth. And I think that's also a difficult uh, thing to do. But maybe Wayne might sit out his contract, all of it, and, and see where he goes. But, man, look, in all those three players, it would be very difficult to... It's not, it's, it will not be easy to to get a team that will actually pay for them. But those are three good players, but the age also says a lot.
1: Definitely. Um, So up next, we have the uh, tragic news we received on Monday morning that 33-year-old Annelengon passed away in a car accident. The right-back was due to be unveiled at Amazulu this week. Uh, his career highlights include two Belgian Cups, a Belgian Pro League title and a Belgian Super Cup with Genk. He, he also has three ABSA Premiership titles, a CAF Super Cup, NetBank Cup and Telcom Knockout with Sundowns, not to mention 52 Bafana Caps. And beyond that, mm. those who knew him hold him in high regard as a fantastic gentleman and leader. Gents, uh, how has this news hit you? We'll start with you, Sean, and then Deco. Obviously, you played with him at Sundowns as well.
0: Yeah, uh, it's um, I didn't know Anele very well. Um, but as you said you've seen the support um, and the tributes that have been paid to him from teams and players from all around the world so you know what kind of player and gentleman he was so um, yeah condolences to uh, his family the football fraternity and it's just another player we had this conversation last week didn't we it's yes. just ridiculous man so yeah uh, heart is sore um, Sundowns and Amazulu Zulu out in a very very lose out on a just yeah a phenomenal leader phenomenal player and the whole football world loses out on him. so yeah it's uh devastating deco your reaction
2: yeah look um i played with Anele um at sundowns but uh, i think we, we we were closer in the national team like he was uh close with other locals as well um one thing about Anele was he's, he was a gentleman He will, Anele will be around, but he can choose to disappear along the crowd amongst the the players and just keep quiet. He keeps things to himself, but he was very, always smiling, always laughing, always trying to make jokes. And um, look, man, it's sad, especially to lose a player that is trying to move and and do other things in in a different province where, and to die in that way as well. You know, condolences to his family and... I mean there's a guy that I knew from Vela. We used to play against each other in Vela. He was a midfielder. he used to kick the s out of me.
0: <laughs>
2: but, but but look, man, I think we lost a great one. But I also I feel like not to uh, uh, we need to celebrate Annela the way we're supposed to, but also looking also that this should give us an opportunity as 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 South Africans, as human beings, to to, to pay attention to this trend. Of footballers dying in car accidents yeah. i think this we, we need to address this at some point we'll have a podcast on its own but we need to address that this is getting serious it's getting out of hand mm, mm,
1: definitely agree and that was the reaction of a lot of the guys here at sokala duma as was well. like this we've we feel like we've read this before you know a few times and and it's just ridiculous personally from from what i learned about anele recently this week that that broke my heart is that he's one of the guys who was doing it right. Somebody mentioned to kick off that he had forty-five million put away from his own personal earnings. Like he was trying to do everything the right way, um, and so so to lose somebody. Uh, like that or to lose anybody at all um, in the football fraternity is just heartbreaking Uh, and it's Mm. tough to do this but I have to go uh, from there onto this week in football history Today we remember great moments from the past We dive into the time capsule Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history This week back in 1885 the United States hosted Canada in the first international football match to be played outside of the United Kingdom Kingdom. Canada won 1 0. The match was such a success that a repeat was scheduled the following year on the same pitch, and the USA got their revenge, winning 3 2. This week, back in 1997, thank you to our brand new sound engineer, Mr. Aiden Hewitt, for sending me this one. Uh, Ali Dia made his first and last Premier League appearance for Southampton. He somehow tricked Southampton's mm. manager, Graham Sounes, into thinking that he was the cousin of George ware who had just won a Ballon d'Or and World Player of the Year awards uh, uh, in 1995. He also claimed that he turned out for Paris Saint-Germain, played uh, 13 times for his country and scored for them. Despite all of that being false, Dia bagged a one-month contract and made his appearance in the Premier League. And this week, back in 1998, Kaiser Chiefs beat Sundowns to lift the Rothmans Cup. The game finished 2-2 after extra time. The goal scorers included Tabo Tikitikimuki, Joel Fire Masilela. Alex Bapelli and one Sia Bonga Nomvete. Chiefs won 2 1 on penalties, meaning that it's one of those rare fixtures where more goals are scored in open play than during the penalty shootout. Mm. And uh, before we uh, close off the show with the car of the week, we don't have to discuss this, but I'd just like us to wish Mr. Pito Mosimane good luck in this Friday's final in the CAF Champions League. A fun fact, if they win that, if Al-Akhli win that final, Pizza Musimani will become only the third coach in the tournament's history to win the title with two different teams wow. after Oscar Fuloni and uh, Mahmoud El-Gorahi, um, <laughs> and he'll also be the first to do it in this century. Wow. So, Chasing his
2: and the first one to be winning so many trophies in one year. Yeah, damn. Oh wow. my god, because he got the treble and now he's chasing. He's got the treble, he's
1: Is chasing. That... I think he's won two now. Yeah, yeah, because he, he won one with Al Akhli, uh, yeah. the Egyptian Super Cup, I think,
2: right?
0: Wow, yeah, and then he won the league, so he's on, uh, dude, he'll be like six and that seven. Would, that, that's a good that's a good question actually I'd like to do some research there, Lucy. see which coach exactly. has won the most and trophies in one year
2: yeah and then Sean and this is where I'm asking just a quick one guys we need to do a sports hall of fame and be to have uh, a statue outside there. Oh Ooh, yeah. this, this is legendary status not because you played for for one month contract the EPL you are <laughs> legend no but this is legendary status stuff. next to yeah. my this, statue when we speak about legend this is what we speak about okay Wow this other Malacca's legend that we don't know. He played one game for Chiefs in
1: nineteen forty two is a legend. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something right now. Listen, th- uh, we have the same issue with CAF Champions League all the time. We can't watch this game. But I I'm gonna say this on air, damn it. We're using the illegal streams, guys. We have to use the illegal streams <laughs> illegal. and support our guy Pizzo this Friday. All illegal. right. We got we to gotta do it, we got to do it. I plead the feet, I plead the feet. Because, you know, if only we could fly to Egypt, but we can't. But, but you know another way to get there? We can drive. We can drive to Egypt. Yes. <laughs> hey,
0: you're searching for this. Not True, bad. Eh? We're searching for, caretaker. every
1: week, okay?
0: I'm telling so you. So bad, right. <laughs> the car of the week <laughs> is Mr. Andile Jali. He's been pictured with a uh, new BMW 1 Series 118 five-door M Sport. This is the more affordable member of the 1 Series family and the smallest hatch on offer from the German car maker. The 2020 iteration of the 1 Series marks the first time BMW has embraced the front wheel drive system on its smallest hatchback, something it apparently used to adamantly swear it would never do. The M Sport package now comes as standard across the range, meaning the base level 2020 BMW 118i looks and feels racier and has more equipment. The 118 is officially the most affordable BMW on offer. Still, for me to spend upwards of seven hundred thousand rand on a one series, it really needs to be something special. Which I feel this just isn't for me. A seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. A seven
1: out of ten. I uh, shout out Ndele Jali though. I, I I hope he's I hope he's alright. Uh, in in, in their last match if I'm not mistaken it looked like he pulled something and he's had a lot of injury concerns over the past mm. few years so I hope everything's going all, all, all good with him I haven't seen an
0: injury thoughts are with year. you brother
1: thoughts are with the boy and uh, you know he might need some motivation <laughs> if, if, he's, if he's pulled that, that that hammy you know what I'm saying to get back in action you know right
0: this motivational quote of the week comes from uh, Mr. Darren Smith who ex sports United striker now playing his trade in Finland I think it is Success is not success until you help others succeed. Nice. I like it.
1: Yeah. Darren Smith, if I'm not mistaken, he was playing alongside Ayabulele Konrobe. Um, in the lower y- division correct. of Finland. And now he's He's up just to got the to first. move up. Yeah, that's yes. correct.
0: So big <laughs> ups, correct.
1: big ups, Darren. And that is how we close off the show. I have been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. In <laughs> That has been Mr. <laughs> Teko Murise. And whether you've been listening to us on the SL Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or game time on Mahikang 96.7 FM, thank you very much for joining us on the show. We'll be here same time, same place next week.
3: Peace. <laughs>
0: Today is a great day yeah. for car wash.
1: Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the
3: SL podcast. Sizas a car.